Hearing that my counterparts kind of have a coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the coronavirus. That's how that. Bruno, uh, I can't call into work. Yeah. Bruno passed it on to me from his place. So I, I kind of got it from him. So we're just recovering, man. Yeah, Did you guys yeah, kiss? Gonna... Is that how you got it? Exactly. And I drew, inspira- I drew inspiration from you and Mario a long time back. So oh, I'm just on the. You're so man. That's it. That's it. All right, let's get to the goddamn point, yeah. Um, Juventus game postponed until apparently May 13. Don't know why. So, no before I stop stuff. you on that, yeah, before go. you go on that, um, there are reports coming out of Italy that a meeting will be held with all the teams who have had um, the, this week's game postponed to renegotiate a more suitable time um, as the end of the season impacts too many clubs um, and so they may be looking to do it uh, next week after the 14-day ban has ended. Well, I, good. I heard it's all 20 clubs. They all said, 20? They said it's all 20 clubs, and apparently <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of talk of Calciopoli 2.0. Oh, well, that's okay. what we're... It's not Calciopoli, it's Calcio Corona. Okay. We've got to come up with a different name, you guys. But um, just quickly before we go to the coronavirus talk and all of the shit in the city, uh, um, one of the bigger name players in this cl- uh, in this city uh, goes by the name of Cristiano Ronaldo. Now this morning, I watched the um, the El Clasico. Now. If I was a Juventus fan, I'd be fucking fuming if I saw my star player at another game cheering another club on who, you never know, they could meet up in the Champions League at some point. Yo, not only, was he, at, not only was he at the game, apparently he went into the Real Madrid dressing room at halftime half and gave time. a goddamn <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. went to Madrid to watch the Madrid versus Barcelona game went into his former club's dressing room and gave a team talk. But I don't know why more Juventus fans aren't talking about this. Yeah, like, uh, I swear, if that was, um, even if, uh, you know, all the Icardi supporters, if he was to go do that, we saw what the Curva did when it came to him saying shit about them in a fucking book. Now, Imagine that what they would have done if they would have seen him go to another uh, team's match and egg them on and cheer them on and all of that shit. I, I don't know. It just does not sit well with me at all. You in general, what's your take on the whole delayed scenario? I mean, just for context, context everybody whistling, whistling, listening. Christian Rivas went to Milan last week to watch the Inter-Sampdoria game and had to come home without watching the fixture. This is adding to the real good luck that Christian Rivas has brought Inter in the recent past, attending the PSV game and whatnot. Christian Rivas, you must know more than I do, surely. Yo, so when I tell you it kind of got a little scary on Sunday, it did. Like, you've seen those post-apocalyptic movies and all that, like where the city is completely empty, it's dead, there's nothing going on. Yo, that, that's exactly how it was at night. 
like you could literally probably hear crickets chirp throughout the city. It was crazy. Yeah, like I, I was out. I literally woke up that morning. I was supposed to meet up with fucking Cordoba, you know, and that didn't happen. But I still went to the stadium just to go get a picture of that sign where it says no game was going to be played just to have it. So, you know, later on in the future, I could be like, yo, I was in the epicenter of an epidemic breakout. You know, like when a pandemic broke out, I was there. And I was literally down in Duomo after that, buying some shoes for my girl and all that, trying to be a nice guy here and there. And they started talking about, like, yo, they're shutting the city down. They're shutting the city down. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm going to go back to Sesto. I, I get on the train. I'm going back to Sesto San Giovanni. I'm getting texts from my family out there. And they're like, yo, like, how far are you from the, from the house? I was like, eh, I'm like five stops. They're like, oh, they're talking about shutting the city down. We're at the market. Like, everybody's going crazy. Yo, when I tell you, the government made that pandemic looked like it was something legit they had everybody in panic mode like i was seeing videos of some of the little centers in Cesar san giovanni where they were they were having alarms going off with announcements talking about everybody gotta go they're gonna quarantine the city it was just crazy it, it, it was one of those ah, like ah. once in a lifetime type things like i'm over there i was supposed to be there until tuesday and I was like, oh, fuck no. Like, I even hit up the U.S. consulate and was like, yo, I'm in Milan just to let you know in case they do shut the city down, I'm going to need to be evacuated out of here just like they were doing in China. And uh, what's wrong? they're like, man, don't even worry about it. Like, it's an hour away, you know, like, just be precautious, clean your hands, have good hygiene, be very careful of who you interact yourself with. And if you can, get out as soon as you can. So the very next morning, I flew out of Milan. I left Monday instead of Tuesday. But yeah, it was it was oh, it look, was one look, of those look. things. Like it's something Let's that I'm gonna remember. Out. Like I got Let's... the ticket and I was like, I'm probably gonna keep this for the rest of my life, just as a remembrance of what happened. You know, like I don't I don't I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that. And I can only imagine what the people were going through in China when they started sealing them. Man, like I've seen videos and documentaries on this where the the government's going and welding doors shut so nobody can leave the apartment complexes. Like I can only imagine what it must be like for them. I was at least able to like get out. Like Monday morning, it seemed like everything had gone back to normal in the city, honestly. Look, let's put some context into it too, right? It was well known coronavirus is, you know could be deadly and all of that but Italy on the Sunday morning went from zero cases to 215 and all from the northern part of the country and all of a sudden it went from no deaths to seven deaths so out of the blue it's just smacked it so you could really understand the hysteria and the um, chaos that it would have caused but it gets to a point where, all right, I get, you know, one game being suspended, two games being suspended, but um, it, it, it got to a point where, all right, we're going to have to play games behind closed doors, which is completely understandable, which brings us then to the Europa League. Now, I don't know if you boys watched it, but did you see that Europa League game? I felt numb yeah. watching it. 
There was no crowd. I really, at all. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the theme music and the um the commentator still reading out the players and stuff like that, even though there were no fans. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I was laughing full fits of laughter in my car, Bruno. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it, it was a, it was, a, it was like um, I felt like it was something out of a movie. Now, I, I'm not a Lazio fan, but Lazio are very used to playing behind closed doors because um. <laughs> of all of their fan problems they've had before, but this was something out of a movie. And you know what? I understand it's European competition. I would have understood as well if they moved the game to a neutral location because you know what? At the end of the day, these players are getting paid multi-million dollars. You got to look after their welfare. But come on, um, the decision was clearly made to play the game. I respect that. Come uh, this most recent match day, all all games were to be played behind closed doors, and we were all we all came to terms with that. It benefited some clubs; it didn't benefit others. Now, Christian, I'm a friend of yours on Facebook, and I saw um, a couple of your reactions. And can you just give us the uncensored version of your um, actually? a partially censored version of your reaction in regards to um, what you think the meaning behind all of this was. As in what, with the whole Juve, uh, the whole Juve situation, or are we talking like the coronavirus in general? Or... Uh, let's talk about the Juve situation in regards to... I, I just think it's... Dude, they should just play the game closed doors, you know, like you're you're not big enough to sit there and say that you don't want to play behind closed doors. Like, no, we had to do it. Shut up and deal. You know what I mean? Like, the uh, Juve as a club is a joke. Now, this is this is the latest rumors from like actual credible sources in Italy. They said that the clubs didn't find out that they weren't playing through City A. It's up. The league didn't hit them up. They found out through Twitter, through Twitter, and there there's proof. That there's there was a call between Agnelli and the sporting the, the sporting minister to have the game moved to Monday with only fans from Torino from from that region. Now imagine in, in what right mindset would you approve of that? What, what mindset would you think that Inter would have given the approval of that? You know, like think about it. You're, you're pretty much at this point discriminating against us. That's that's how I look at it. You're discriminating against us because we're from Lombardy. We're, we're from a different region from you, and the coronavirus is over there. But if you want to be specific, there's 11 towns between the three regions that are infected. That's where the outbreak is. There's, there hasn't yet to be a case reported in Milan. So now you're just because you're associating it because we're the same state. So if that was the case, if Inter fans aren't allowed to go, so why should Juve fans be allowed to go? When they came and played in Milano, they had their section. They had their away section. So what's the difference? You know, Juve should have just sucked it up and played the game. I think it has to do with their run of bad form right now. You know, uh, Ronaldo's been saving them every game. I wonder how much longer that's going to last. Um, not just that. When when you looked at the new schedule that City A had put out for Inter, it's ridiculous, bro. Like nine games in 24 days. That's about 2.9 game, 2.9 days a game. You know what I mean? Like it, it's Stupid. crazy. 
and that's not including the Europa League final if we get that far. And that doesn't include the Copa Italia final if we get that far. And on top of that, you sit there and you look at it and you're like, well, why are you rescheduling the Juve game, but you didn't reschedule the Sampdoria game? And you pretty much told us that if we go far in Europe and we make it to the Copa Italia final, we're just going to have to eat those points and not, and not get them because you're not going to reschedule it because it doesn't benefit the scheduling. So you tell me in what right mindset does it sound that you're not fixing the league for Juve? You look at that, those last one of games, those nine games, for Atlanta, Roma, Fiore, Napoli, Juve, like Genoa, like, bro, really? You're, you're giving us all these games back to back to back to back. And at the same time, we still might have European competition to be committed to. So now you're kind of telling us, if you want to fight for a Scudetto, you got to give up your, your, your Europa dream. You know what I mean? Like, you got to give up the Europa League to fight for Scudetto. You know, that, that, that's what exactly what it sounds like. Now, I might agree with that, that that's the route we should be taking anyways. But it's stupid, you know. And, and Juve is not going to have a crazy schedule like that. They're not going to have no nine games in 24 days. Like, who in the right mindset came up with that? And, you know, Gattuso surprisingly was one of the main ones that came out and attacked Juve and attacked the mm-hmm. league and said that the campeonato is falso. You know, like, it, it's... it's yeah. You have Gattuso saying it, uh, Milan saying it, you got Verona saying it, you got Udinese, Lazio, every single team in Serie A was pretty much coming out and saying that the league is fixed. Just give Juve the trophy. Look how you're giving the main competition to Juve the hardest schedule to the run up to the to the final. You know, so like, like I'm gonna interrupt you, Rivas, but like because I agree with everything you say. There's literally no need for me to talk in this question to Bruno now. You've said everything on my mind. So where does it go from here, bro? What needs to change? Is something gonna happen? Did Marotta speaking up change something? Because you know it's been a while that we had someone of that backbone stick up for us so quickly, like six to twelve hours after it was announced, he was on everyone's ass. Well, the thing is, this is like the first time me and my boy Nick Latore we were talking. And we were talking about it since last night. We were like, yo, like, this shit's going to go down. Like, this is, like, legit Kautopoli. Like, they're sitting there coming out with evidence showing that Juve was tampering with this. There's, like, legitimate evidence. So what do you do as a league to save face? Is there anything you can do to save face? In my opinion, there isn't. You know, like, if you were to do it, you should have forced Juve to play Monday without the fans. How is it that they get to play a Copa Italia game with their fans, but Milan doesn't get any fans. How is that even allowed? How is that even acceptable on a football uh, on the football terms? It, it, it's just ridiculous that City A drops the ball again. And they, they drop the ball again. It, and, it's, and it's, it's punishment to Milan for doing nothing wrong. Now, they had the home advantage when they first played. They got that 1-1 draw. But what, the coronavirus disappears from Torino? Um, to suit Juventus, hours. to literally suit Juventus, I, I, I call absolute bullshit on that. And you just look at you look at um, Juventus's scheduling and everything. They they lost to Leon. They they they're struggling. They lost to Hellas Verona. They're struggling. They're honestly struggling. And um, I think the fact that Chiellini's back is it, it's just making issues worse for them. But at the same time. Yeah, they were... At the Sorry, same time, on, we can't turn around 
and say, if the Inter Sampdoria game does not get played and we are within striking distance of Juventus, we can, we, they cannot award Juventus any form of a title. Because guess what? The last time a season was cut short or all the games were not played was 1916 or 1917, back in the Serie A where it was two separate divisions and then they would play a final between the two divisions. And, and the winner of the title will get the title. Now, it was called short because of the end of the war, but they awarded the title to Genoa anyway. Although Lazio were clearly in front and could have clearly won that title. And Lazio still going to the Sporting Commission and they're still fighting to this day to try and get that title. Now, you've got to think, if this happens now, you're not just going to have Inter in the background fighting for this. You've got Lazio who's currently sitting in first place. Okay, albeit they've fucking got a game in hand as well. They've played that two extra games. game. Um, no, on, on Juventus. On oh, Juve. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. right. Although they've already got that. But what if Juventus drop more points and Lazio's maintain that? And the Inter Juve game doesn't get played. I can guarantee you Juventus will be all up in arms saying, well, no, this isn't right, blah, blah, blah. Right? Because at the end of the day, it just seems to be very accommodating to them. It, it, it seems like the Serie A has gone, knocked on um, the doors in Torino and said, look, this is the situation. What do you want us to do? Right? And it can't happen like that. And I have never in my time of watching the Serie A, I've been on this earth for 28 years. And in all 28 years, I have never seen a unification between 19 of the top twi- of the 20 Serie A teams. I have never seen all 19 teams up against one team. Just giving it to them. Because it's absolute bullshit. It is honestly bullshit. And you know what? They should make it. Okay, we will play the game in May, whatever the date will be. But it will still be behind closed doors because guess what? That was what was agreed upon. And then you'll yeah. see Juventus all up in arms. As Rivas said, Serie A drops the ball once again like it does best two, three times a year. No matter what, something has to happen in this league. And what? you have spokespeople for Napoli coming out saying, let's postpone the Coppa Italia. Napoli have a 1-0 away lead in the Coppa Italia. They don't want to postpone shit for nobody, but even they are using common sense and saying, postpone the Coppa Italia. We'll revisit the Coppa Italia when we need to visit the Coppa Italia. Let's focus on the, campio- on the Campionato. It exactly. makes sense. They, they, they it is not that. in Napoli's interest to postpone the Coppa Italia. They've got the upper hand on us. They're just using common sense. They even said it. Let Inter and Juve play on Thursday behind closed doors. You're telling me that even Napoli is saying let them play behind closed doors on Thursday. But the, uh, obviously, City, I see, in my opinion, what they need to do is cancel the season. Cancel the season. Straight up. Because at, <laughs> at this point, either you extend it into June, which is going to run into the Euros, and a lot of players are going to have Euro commitments, or you cancel the season straight up and award nobody the title. You want to sit there and say it's safety for the fans, even though it's contained in those 11 towns? Cancel the season. Just do it. Exactly. It's too dramatic, though, man. I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. 
I don't see you anything to happening either. But mm-hmm. we want to talk logics at, at, at this point. They want to talk about oh safety, safety, safety. Okay, cancel the season. That's twelve hundred people that are sick right now in those eleven towns. Let's stop the season. All the money we got going right now, all the proceeds we made, let's push it towards over there and helping find a cure and helping take care of those people. You want to you want to do something for the people instead of closing the stadiums? There you go. But it's not going to happen because just there's a team nice. there's a team in turn that wants to get their pockets back. Okay, now before we go further, Juventus was saying our fans are safe. It's the Inter fans. It's the Milan fans. They're the ones who shouldn't be allowed into the stadium. But I'm pretty sure I read an article this morning that Cristiano Ronaldo trained with the under-23s team who now have three cases of coronavirus within their team. Yeah. That's what I saw this morning, that um, the under-23 squad is is now being tested for coronavirus fears. Now, how does that make sense? If if they're apparently safe. They're safe. They're, 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 they're immune to it, apparently, because you know what? They're Juventus. They're immune to a lot of things in the Serie A. Right? Yeah. So, in the larger scheme of things, you've got Gattuso. He is one of the most influential players who ever played for Milan. Right? He hated Inter with a passion. But his logic even with that hate, and you know what? I, I don't think I've, I've rarely seen Gattuso without hate in his eyes, whether he's been a manager or a player. He was one of those, I, I call him a pit bull on the field, right? Now, he's even come out and defended Inter Milan's fans out of all people. But it's not just that. It's the rest of the Serie A. Now... It doesn't make sense for the Serie A in general. Like we're all in agreement here that the Serie A has dropped the ball again. But it doesn't make sense that in the Serie A in general has turned around and said, we'll ignore 19 teams and their fan bases and their perspective and their opinion because, you know what, Juventus is all that matters. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, but and this is where the next part of my question comes from. It's not what we touched on yet. We're all in agreement, all three of us and everybody else in the world. Something's wrong here. So what's going to be done about it? Like, is anyone going to fix it? Is anyone going to stand up? Nothing. What has ever been done about it? Like, right? we're recording this podcast very much in limbo of a decision. Like, the news is very fresh. And in eight hours, we could hear something. In 12 hours, we could hear something else. But still, I just, I just don't see... I can't come Look, up with a solution in my head. The, I don't know. If the, if the cold hard facts weren't presented in 2006 and there was no way of avoiding it, the city I wouldn't have done anything in regards to Juventus. But guess what? It was a higher body who got involved because it impacted European competitions as well. Now, the city will always do nothing about it because they're that type of organisation. Right, they, 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 apparently the rest of the league have to kiss the feet of Juventus. Why? Okay, they might have been the most successful club in Italy at the moment, but I, I, I'm Italian through and through, and I love my country, all of that. But guess what? There hasn't been any competition in Italy for the last 10 years at all. 
and we yeah. it's quite evident because Juventus has done sweet fuck all outside of Italy. They've struggled no matter what they've done. So it does not make sense to me at all. Now, if the Serie A was to take a hard stance in regards to stopping the season, right? You would see the Premier League considering it. You'd see La Liga considering it. You will see France, Germany, all of them considering it. Because you've got to think, they stopped the season, okay, right? But then next, next year's European competition qualification, what happens there? Well, you award it to the top teams who were sitting where they are, but then you've got the argument, well, oh, Juventus was um, first, so they should have the title. So cancelling the season, is that the right answer? I don't think so. Because well, you can't determine who gets you can You can, but you can't leave the title vacant like in 2004. Nobody has that title. Leave the title yeah. vacant. The same exact way they handled that with the top four teams that would have gone, went through for Champions League in 2006, you handle it the same way. You know, oh, it, it, there's no title. Title stays <laughs> vacant. Yeah, it sucks for Lazio, who's having a good season, and for us and for... Fuck Juve, whatever. But doesn't suck the for them at all. Vacant, sucks for both of us. You leave the yeah. title vacant. You give Lazio, Juve, Inter, Atalanta the Champions League, and and that's it. Because either way, Roma's too far off. They're about six points behind Atalanta. You know, like it, at the end of the day, you call the season if you want to be fair about it. If it's that, if you're that pressed on safety, you do it because there's no way it's fair to enter that we got to play more games than everybody else in the final run-up, you know? Yeah. It, and, it, it makes and no I, sense. I said, to, I said to Anthony um, not too long ago, after the Inter-Juve game, Inter have a fairly easy run. Now, it's the Serie A, nothing's ever easy. But we don't play a top-five team... Until the end. Until the end, right? Our last game is the, last time, the, the first time we'll play a top-five team. Unless Roma, oh, well, Roma are fifth. So third last and last game, right? Until then, we've got a million points we can collect. And we did it the first time round this year. So it, w- it was in Conte's plan, right? Because you've got to think, Conte doesn't think about tomorrow. Conte started this job with Inter Milan and he was thinking about the end of the 2020 season. How are we going to attack it? How are we going to be opti- How are we going to optimize our chances in all possible competitions to get the best possible result? He didn't look at who we play on Sunday. All right, yeah, we'll do this. He he he, he is one of the um, most uh, technical coaches in the sense of he never thinks you know one day at a time. He's ten steps ahead. And when you've got a president, when you've got an owner like Zane who is supporting the club like we have not seen in a very long time, and a president like Marotta, right? They planned all this. They know what's coming. They know how to approach it. You can't just go throw a spanner in the works because guess what? Juve might have the title wrapped up by then, right? Because I can guarantee you, if Juventus are in the Champions League final by some miracle, they will... um, They'll, they'll cry about playing Inter right before. They've already cried yeah, once. Why wouldn't they cry again? Literally. 
because the the city will go there and they'll wipe the tears off Juventus's face and say everything's gonna be all right. We're gonna fix this for you. Because that's what the city are do. My thing is this: I I really want whoever because they said that there was proof that Agnelli had that conversation with the sports minister that made um you know change the schedule and cancel the game and everything. They try to you know. The, the thing that was the most ridiculous thing was they said we offered Inter to play on Monday with Juve fans but no fans from Inter. How stupid do you think Inter would be to accept those terms? We accepted the terms of play behind closed doors. It is what it is. We had to do it in Europa. How stupid do you think we would be to accept that? Let them have their fans, but we can't have our fans because we're from Lombardy. Like, how stupid can you be? No, really. Like you sit there and you hear this shit, and you're just like, "Yo, is this guy is, is this guy retarded? Like, like what's going on in his head? Like, you really thought that we were gonna agree to that? Like, get out of here, dude!" And, and the thing was 100%. that we also knew we had the Copa Italia game coming up, and Milan would have to play them on Wednesday, and of course Juve would cry about it and get the game flexed again. So now, not only are you changing one game, you're changing two games. And what yeah. world is that logical like let's let's all just change our daily lives just to get this done just to make juve happy and listen i was pretty pissed off about about missing the sam game like yeah i was in there talking my shit saying who had the bright ass idea to eat bat stew but we're not even gonna get into that but let's be serious dude do you not know luckily i don't pay for my flights i've i've worked for the airline i don't gotta pay for it I have a place to stay, so it, it was free. And I got my ticket for the game for free. So luckily, I wasn't one of those people that probably from Russia or from England for France. Because I met a guy from England outside the stadium. And he came just to experience the game after he saw, he saw the derby. And he was like, I'm going to stay here for this game and for the Europa game. Now think about it. These people paid their money. They bought the tickets. They got hotels for the week. They got airfares. Now... Let's get, let's go into the whole thing about Juve now. So you got Inter fans that probably flew in to go with the Curva or go with whoever to go sit in the away section and watch the game. So you think it's fair that people from Inter aren't allowed to go watch the game? They paid all their money to 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 fly into Milan, to fly into wherever they got to go, just to go watch the game. But Juve fans, oh God, they're the only ones allowed to be at the stadium because it's Juve. So what in right, what right mind did the league think it was smart to move it from Sunday to Monday? Jeez, these people might have flights to go back home Monday. So now you're telling them to pay $300 to change their, their itinerary to a Tuesday just to make Juventus happy. Where does that make I any think, sense? I think the whole focal point of this pod is just is that it doesn't make any sense, man. The, the interests are here are only suited to one organization. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to move on and focus on the next fixture ahead, which at the moment still before looks like it is that, Napoli. Before yeah. we do that, Anthony, I just got one last point, right? Because I'm the last person to talk about conspiracies and the Fedi are because I like to shut them down. But most of the time, I keep my mouth shut. But it's too obvious here. Now, this time last week, Inter released a statement stating that any fan, both home and away, who did purchase a ticket will receive a complete and full refund 
for their troubles. Literally, half an hour, an hour later, Juventus turned around and said, we will not be offering refunds for the tickets to whoever bought. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if they were so confident that they're not going to offer refunds for a service they're not providing, maybe they had something already going on in the background. Saying, you know, well, we won't refund them because then they're just going to buy tickets to come to our game because we're not going to play it on the Monday. All right? I think there's a bigger picture here. And it didn't just happen on Sunday where they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to push the game back to suit the whole league, blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's been going on for a week because I said this a week ago. Watch the game get postponed because Juventus isn't offering any refunds. And you can't really do that. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. 3.1 million euros is how much Juve would have to pay back to all its fans. And the thing that, that kind of has me confused on how retarded Juventus fans are, not a single one of their fans complain about none of them getting their money back. 100%. Not a single Fan not a single one said anything about them not getting their money back. And I'm going to tell you this. I was looking at ticket prices for the Derby, even though I know I wasn't going to pay that price because we were trying to go have an interclub DC trip over there for the Derby. And this would be like one of the only times I'd ever have to pay that price. A ticket for the Milan Derby was 380 euros. All right. So imagine how much Juve was charging for the Derby D'Italia with everything to play for with the, the Scudetto up in, in in the air. How much do you think they were selling those tickets for? Too much. Way too think, much. Think about it, though. They're stadium yeah, the 3.7 million euros to be lost. Maybe there's something else in the background again, financial fair play, and they can't afford to not give that money, keep that money, sorry. Well, they're minus 50 mil right now in financial fair play. Who's breathing down their necks? No, minus 47 because they've got 3 million in their back pockets still. You yeah. see, this is what I mean. And this is where we're going to close off on. I'm done with the questions, boys. I'm seriously done with the questions. I want answers and I want them soon because we're too competitive now. We're too competitive now to just say, eh, fuck it. Like we did under Spalletti, like we did under Mazzari, Mancini, when we were still flirting with third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. You know, we're competitive now. So we need answers. We can't tolerate it anymore. But it's been very good, very good to air our grievances together. But what I really, really wanted to talk about towards the end of this podcast was something more logistical. Talk about our Europa League qualification into the round of 16. Talk a little bit about the performance of the Ragazzi behind closed doors. Talk a little bit about our boy Alexis Sanchez because I've got three like-minded Alexis Sanchez boys on this podcast. So... First of all, decent second leg against um, Ludogratz behind closed doors. As I said, I think it was very funny that you could hear the uh, announcer doing the player names and numbers. It was so funny that even the Inter boys, when they were training, Diego Godin um, was clapping to nobody in the fans. He was jumping and clapping. I thought it was pretty funny. And Lukaku scores one of the most troll, troll goals you'll ever see in an Inter jersey. But hey, right place, right time for him again. That's 24 for the season. So, Christian, first of all, your reaction to Ludogorets. We're in the round of 16 against Getafe, fifth place in Spain, having a good season. But you know what? It's looking like if we take this competition seriously, we might be able to get 
to the final, man. Yeah, I mean, I think if we take it serious, we should get to the final. Hitafe is still a good club. Whether we like it or not, there's still a club that we should take seriously. You know, you still got your Sevillas in there, your Manchester Uniteds, and your Olympiacos who knocked out Arsenal. <laughs> but um, I, Alexi Sanchez is starting to catch form. You know, I, I like Toro, but in the same sense, he's been kind of annoying me lately. You know, I I personally would like to see Alexi still get some more minutes in his legs because he's slowly starting to catch himself. And if we get an informal Alexis, man, that's pretty dangerous. And, you know, especially with all these transfer rumors about Toro going to Spain, hey, they want to come pay that money? Go ahead. I'm not even mad at it. Take them. Whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Bruno, your thoughts? Uh, look, I'm uh... – the the, the the second game of the fixture, I think um, it really did please me. Um, we, we, we were down, but then we came back, we struck back twice. You know, you even called the Lukaku assisted his own goal. It was beautiful. Um, it's something he'd score on FIFA, to be honest. But in saying that, um, I think overall the performance was great. We went out, we did what we had to do. With a very slimline team, he rested a lot of players. He chose not to play certain players, get some people slowly back into the gist of things. But he also fielded the squad he fielded with the anticipation that he needed to be at a hundred thousand percent come Monday to face Juve. Um, so I think there would have been a bit of um, bit of frustration in Conte's end because he would have experimented a bit more, knowing he didn't have to. Um, risk anything come Monday. Um, Getafe, I'm not upset. Uh, I think it's a great draw. I think, um, you know, you've got to beat the teams that are put in front of you. And, yeah, I think Roma got the bad end of the stick. Um, Sevilla, who are... In fo- this is their competition, and it has been for quite a while. Um, they've absolutely dominated, and it wasn't until last year that they weren't in the final, I believe. So... Getafe, Spanish teams are never easy, but at the same time, they're fifth in a farmer's league, really. Uh, you can't really, you know, criticise. Um, you can't really take too much away from them. I feel like playing Getafe is like playing an informer swallow at times. Um, so I'm not too... If we can't beat them, we don't deserve to be there. But at the same time, um, it's exciting. It's really good and... Um, I'm really excited and I'm actually more excited to see the squad which we filled against Napoli um, come this week. If the that game's cancelled. It's cancelled? Yeah, it's canned. Yeah. yeah, I actually read it as we started the podcast, believe it or not. That's why I bit my tongue halfway through saying it. Ah, okay. Well, then, look, who we got, on, uh, who we got potentially next weekend now? Sassuolo. Oh, we got that cancelled too. Watch. And, and from what I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing is that if uh, they try that, we're supposed to protest that game and say, uh, if we don't get our fans, we're not playing. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think that should that's, really be the thing. What, and you know what? what been, from an inter-worldwide perspective, we've been trying to get ourselves organized and do something, but we don't know what's going to happen. It's been changing what? too much. Right, it's really starting to fucking piss me off. Now, you look at the league, um, Inter's the only, th- uh, not the only team, there are a couple of others who have missed two games completely. 
You've got Sampdoria, Parma, Verona and Inter and Sassuolo who have missed two games completely. Now, if the Inter-Sassuolo game does not go ahead on Sunday, we're looking at three games behind. Now, from an Inter fan, that means we've got a bit of, you know, bargaining space. But from a player, you've got to think, if next week's games do go hands between Lazio, Juventus, Atalanta, and all of that, right, and Inter do not play yet again, and let's say Lazio and Juventus both win, Lazio will go 11 points clear of Inter, and Juventus will go um, 9 points clear of Inter, although Inter's got three games in hand, as a team, as a player, it gets a bit demoralising. It's, it's very easy to go out on that field and fight for your heart when you're, you know, neck and neck. But when you're coming up to it and you're, you know, 9, 11 points, you know, behind the lead, it, it, it becomes a bit, you know, demotivating, even though you've got the games in hand. Well, look, in my opinion, this can go two ways. One way, like you said, we're going to be a good thing as well. At this point, we're getting players back healthy. You know, you're going to have Handanovic back at 100%. Uh, this gives Erickson, Definitely. gives Erickson more time to adjust it, to the tactics. Uh, it gets a Sensi back who was who's out three weeks, you know, because of a fractured foot. So in the same sense, it's kind of a blessing if you look at it where now we're not playing three games with our backup keepers. And it, it, it lets us get Hendonovich back. It lets us have Erickson catch his groove. And it lets Sensi get back for, for the run-in. I mean, at, you got to look at both of both game, both sides, you know. It, it's not always just going to be a negative. It, it kind of has a positive side to it. That being said, it's going to be a fucked up run-in to the end oh, if yeah. these games don't go. And rightfully so, Mar- Marota is right to protest this. The game is if we don't get our fans, we're protesting. What's the difference between us and Juve? So coronavirus exactly. takes a day off in, in Torino, but it doesn't take a day off in Milano, who has zero cases. Man, at the end of the day, bro, as I said, I want answers, and I reckon we'll get them pretty soon. Um, so this week coming up, it's going to come out. Something's going to happen that's going to just break the ice and shatter the illusion completely, and we will get a final say on when we're going to play Sampdoria and when we're going to be able to realistically see out the season because there's no way they can get us to play games after the season ends. Everybody needs to finish the season at the same time. It's as simple as that. Would you boys agree? Yeah, but I, I'm kind of I, I'm curious. I dude, I would pay, I would pay a hundred dollars to see that meeting live of the twenty teams meeting because I know some shit's gonna be said, and I know some mm. words are gonna fly towards Juve from everybody, and I would pay to see that. Yeah, hundred percent. Latero will be uh, losing his shit in regards to Lazio. And I think every other team would be doing that too. But um, you've got to remember, guys, this isn't a normal year, right? We've got Euros backing straight up into... Euros um, and Copa America. Yeah, yeah, so we've got two massive competitions, which both Italy and all of... Well, I'd say, actually, all of Inter's players will be partaking in, right? And there is no flexibility. 
when the season ends, it ends. And if it doesn't end there, well, Inter's going to lose all their players, but they're going to have to field, you know, um, Bernie. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Technically speaking, the club has the final say on releasing players. Oh, but so, you've got to think. You've got to think. You, are we going to... Um, if we're fighting Scudetto, and, fuck and hold them that back? shit. Yeah, I'm, but you've got to remember players. Are, are, they, are they going to be happy with the club? Okay, we can hold them back, but imagine you going up to Lukaku and saying, look, I know Belgium's got a fantastic chance of winning these Euros, but you're not going because you're going to be playing some Inter games. He's not going to be happy. But, but, but remember this. If we're in play for the Scudetto, I would expect every single one of those players to say, fuck the national team. Let's get this title, especially with all the shit going on with Juve, with, with Juve doing or pulling what they're pulling, and we need those three wins to get the title. I would guarantee you, Brozovic, all those players that bleed black and blue will stay and fight for that title. I wouldn't even expect them to, to answer that call up till after they're done with what they got to do at Inter. All right, if we're fighting for the title. That shouldn't even be a question. And if any player feels that they rather go play for their national team, I don't want them. Ooh, fair enough. Bro, at the end of the day, man, thanks for having this chat, boys, because it needed to be said. Something needed to be said on Inter Worldwide, but something is being said by everybody. I feel like it's a movie or a TV series. Legit. I feel like something's going to come out in the next two days to justify this whole thing or to at least make some sort of sense, but... Don't count on it. Yeah, we've seen stranger things before. That's where we're going to leave it for the end of this podcast. But a huge thank you. Muchas gracias to Christian Rivas. Thanks, brother. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Bruno, all the best. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, for uh, anyone asking where yo. Mario is, he's on a romantic getaway in Hawaii. I hate him. Uh, sweet. Everybody no, was wondering. There? Yeah, he went with his wife. Well, his other wife. He's got like four. Oh, well, makes sense. Big pimpin'. Shout out, I got see.